It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I see. You have a new corner. I enjoy it. I see. You've got um, you've got Prince there. I appreciate it. And you've got Michael Stipe. Nice. R.E.M. Consequence Podcast Network. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lo Tolst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here. Check out the episode in the series. Uh, I do hope you hit that subscribe button, of course. Uh, I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, recent episodes have included my conversations with actor Jason Scott Lee as we talk about the 30th anniversary of Dragon, a Bruce Lee story. Uh, country star Carly Pierce. Uh, the band Daughter, John Roberts from Bob's Burgers. We had Dave Davies of the Kinks, Inhaler, Cowboy Junkies, Travis Van Winkle. Arnold Schwarzenegger came on to talk about FUBAR, actress Jemima Kirk, Phil Collin from Def Leppard, Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's, Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals, and so much more. All recent episodes at the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, I once again talk to one of my alt-rock heroes, Louise Post. You know her as a... Uh, as part of Veruca Salt, one of the founding members of Veruca Salt, she has just released her debut solo album called Sleepwalker. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, the story behind the project, which which sort of emerged following the formation of a completely different band featuring another co-front woman uh, and included the recording of an EP that's uh, yet to be released. Uh, she'll be discussing the uh, tumultuous Trump presidency and how that provided ample inspiration for a songwriting, uh, covering subjects ranging from uh, notable female pirates to the personal trauma that influenced her experience as a, a sleepwalker uh, when she was really, really young. Uh, Louise is also going to explore the uh, the unintentional connection between her solo album, uh, this solo album, and Veruca Salt's Ghost Notes, uh, something that maybe, maybe I shoehorn into it, actually. But with that, you know, we're going to geek out on some other artists, uh, Kate Bush's Hounds of Love and uh, and lots of pop artists like Imagine Dragons, Melanie Martinez, Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift and how they all had direct influences on her songwriting during this period. So let's get into it and talk Sleepwalker 
It's Kyle Meredith with Louise Post. Hey, Kyle. How are you? I'm great, and it's great to see you again. Last time, was it was it just last year that we, we, we talked about uh, the vault release that you put out? I feel like it was last week, but yeah, I think it was last year. <laughs> last it week, was really but... fun. It was really fun. Yeah, and 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 you did, you even told me at that point you're like, oh, by the way, I've got a solo record uh, that I'm working on, the first one under your own name, and and here we have it, Sleepwalker, that I can't stop listening to, and I'm not just saying that because I'm already a fan, because I think I say that about all your stuff, but I seriously I cannot stop listening to this album. Wow, that that means a lot. Thank you so much, uh, especially coming from you because you um, well because you are a fan of uh, my previous work with my fellow musicians. So, uh, and you get a lot of music coming your way. So the fact that you have been listening to this a lot is really a high honor. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, you, you do all the heavy lifting, uh, in this compliment here, <laughs> because the music is, speaks for itself. Of course you mentioned, and, and for anyone who doesn't, I don't know why they wouldn't, but, uh, you know, the other work that you do, of course, Veruca Salts and the amazing work that you've done with them. But this is, again, this is the first time that, uh, it's just Louise Post. Uh, right. right there on the marquee. We talked about this a little bit last time, but let's go ahead and start there. Why? Why Why is it this record now and it's you? Well, uh, when we got off the road for Ghost Notes, um, I really wanted to tour more, but it wasn't in the cards for my band. It was for a variety of reasons. Um, and the main one being small children at home. So it was like, nobody wanted to leave their kids at home. And, um, and that was a, it was a big, that was a big, you know, and I think that's a, something, a pervasive uh, problem or challenge, I should say, for men and women alike in music who, for whom touring is uh, the bulk of their, um, their income. Um, and for him, it's very important. And, but they have, they have, you know, with their families, it makes it very challenging. I think possibly if I may generalize, it's hard, maybe harder for the women, uh, in my experience, I should just say, but I don't, I, I can't say with, with all certainty, that's the case, but I, that's, that's my experience. Um, so with that being the case, um, uh, we set out uh, doing some other things. Um, my band partner and I, Nina Gordon and, um, worked have worked on some other projects together um but not musical and these songs just came about sort of without my you know sitting down and intending to write a record um they were just making themselves known to me writing I was writing uh, with some other people I had a band I put together I didn't it, again it wasn't like I set out to put together a separate band but it came about that way we made an EP yet to be released um and yet to be discussed and this record um just was really kind of making itself known to me and I generally live by the philosophy of just go where the love is and really swim downriver not up against the current and that's where this led me so um I ended up writing this record and making it on my own with collaboration with some other very talented people but uh, it's my baby. So there was an EP that's not released. I'm going to go ahead and grab onto that one right away. And then you went ahead and started working on this? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the EP is was with a band that was fronted by another woman with me. Um, 
and it came about very naturally. We started doing some co-songwriting um, and out of, at the same time, I was writing so much and so just at such a pace that um, it, it, and some of the songs were clearly mine and not meant for that, that band. Um, and I, it felt important to me to say, not to segue into another band fronted with another woman, but to do, um, to really branch out as a solo artist and just of my own right, sim just keep it really simple. Um, and then to like release this other music and continue with them at some, at the, the perfect time, um, because I'm deeply proud of that as well. So I've been busy during free pandemic and pandemic um, and all of these songs were kind of um, running through my head constantly. And, you know, it really felt like, um, like I, some divine hand just reached down and pulled me, you know, out of my pandemic malaise and shock. And um, I should say that, that the, the Trump malaise is shock as well. And the, just the, the uh, existential crisis I found myself in and said, get to work. You have work to do. Here it is. Here are these songs you're supposed to be writing and releasing. And I thought, well, th this is what I do naturally. This is, this makes sense to me. And um, I guess it gave me a sense of purpose and a sense of, of hope. And I, in doing so, I was um, poo-poo this. I was downplay it because it feels so self-important, which is cringy. But the um, the importance of music of other people's making and releasing music is never lost on me. The importance of my making and releasing music is lost in me on me. And so um, this time, I tried not to get. I tried to just listen to that voice and to say, no, 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 Louise, this is important. Actually, you need to do this and even if it's for five people, even if it's just for Kyle, you have to do this. <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Louise Post. There are the songs on here. Well, like Pirates. I mean, we, you know, right on the opening track with Pirates. And the sound and the guitar. I don't know who you're singing about. It seems very directed in some way or, or something. I mean, and, and I think that goes for a lot of the songs on here because, you know, we can all... I think every song could be about a million different things probably, but, but, but even just like, I don't know, let's just start there. Why not? I would, anything I would love to hear about this song because it does just arrive on this album as the opening track so ferociously. I, that couldn't be nicer to hear. That's exactly what I hoped for. And it was one of the first songs that was written for this record. And um, it came out of uh I came out of my my sister-in-law telling me over one summer in Wisconsin that um if you, if you were to google we were we were on a walk and we were talk discussing my niece who has uh muscular dystrophy collagen 6 and um we were discussing what the f we can do and our what what can what can we do and um and we were in discussing what we can do in terms because this is this was new information at the time, and she's uh, so incredible and such a fighter and such a badass, um, and she was seven, so we were, you know, on this walk talking about this, and we're like, I'm you know, of course, I've known my niece since she was born, and um, and love her dearly, and we were talking about her we were talking about her spirit her fighting spirit and then we got to talking about somehow about this queen of the this queen of the pirates that jesse said my sister-in-law said if you if you google queen of the pirates there's actually the big the the most prominent famous pirate of all time was a woman and um just google her and or maybe she said google female famous pirate i'm not sure if she said google queen of the pirates um, but that's what Queen of the Pirates came out of that because I found her. We talked about her and how she, this incredible woman, and ruled the Southern Seas of China for many years um, with her her deceased husband's, I think, best friend. Or, but his, or, or I can't remember her her relationship to him. I should have gone back and done this before I talked to you today. But he, uh, it was behind a guy, his name, essentially, she, she couldn't not as a woman run all of these, you know, this entire fleet, but they, she could run it be under his name, like behind, behind him. And everybody knew it was her. So she, 
she uh she lived the successful life as one of the most uh incredible pirates um and most successful pirates famous pirates and she was ruthless and one of my favorite things about her is that she had these uh, rules right on her ships and one of them was um rape was punishable by death execution and it was it was bad slit your throat throw you over the throw you overboard and i was like yes that's my kind of woman um so Anyway, uh, I got, I was really interested, intrigued by her. And I wrote this song like in my, in the cabin at that, on that juncture. And it was so, it was so in part about her, in part, in part about my niece, uh, Divya. And, um, and then I think that a little bit of me came in there as well. So especially putting it as track one almost allows for like a persona, you know, if you, if you want to give that. Yeah. It's funny. Cause it really was a persona and and yet, um, I, it's like I stepped into um, her clothing for that song. I love it. I can't listen to that one enough. And that's, I mean, even though, so we're, we're talking about, you know, some family stuff here and obviously some historical here, but but naming it Sleepwalker, as I understand, also allows you to sort of look back at your own childhood because the Sleepwalker, for a while at least, was you, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I used to sleepwalk um, in my house, um, around my house, my parents were going through a lot of strife and um, I think I was picking up on all that and possibly this is the way I was processing it. Um, I also had nightmares, night terrors, and they never knew when they found me sleepwalking or when they found me sitting up screaming in bed, if they should soothe me back to sleep or, um, or try to, or wake me up because that could be more traumatizing. And they didn't know a lot about sleepwalking at the time or, or, I'm not sure if they understood what was going on with their child. Um, and I recently tried to talk to my mom about it. She's like, yeah, well, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Still doesn't know. Like, mom, you guys were in a terrible place. It was just preceded the divorce. So I'm pretty sure that might've had something to do with it. But um, they would tell me to stop playing piano, which was my favorite thing to do. And I would not want to stop playing piano. And then I, and eventually they would pry me, pry my fingers off of the keys and make me go to bed. And I would come down in the middle of the night, dead asleep, and just be banging on the piano tunelessly. And they'd come down and find me. I'd wake the family. And my brother told me recently, my big brother told me that he would hear me down there playing just like one single note, you know, some kind of poltergeist movie. <laughs> and he would come down and just be like, who's in the house? What is that? And then he would see it was just little me down there. It's a little seven-year-old, six-year-old me. Um and then finally, I I actually one night just woke up and went downstairs, unbolted the door and walked down the street to my friend Millie's house. Maybe I thought I'd maybe I thought it was, you know, I'd rather be at Millie's or I just felt like going. I don't know. But I just I walked down the street and uh, on my way, they weren't they wouldn't open the door, which was really maddening to me. And I didn't know why it was so dark. And on my way back, um, the night watchman, we were on a private street and he woke me up. And I screamed and started sobbing because I was in my underwear in the middle of the, the middle of the night. Um, so a little, you know, this must have been very strange for him. And um, so for the album art, I uh, I went back to St. Louis. I asked my my little brother to photograph me because he had made this beautiful book called Ghost Town as St. Louis Sleeps. Um, and I was looking at so I was leafing through it and looking at it. And I thought, I want Eric to photograph me for this album cover. And 
um, he wasn't able to, but we did it in his neighbor's yard. And my, my dear friend, Nina, different Nina came to St. Louis and shot the cover. And when you see the inside and I'll make sure you do, you get to, there's a gatefold and it opens to, I'm sleepwalking on the front and inside it's a little seven-year-old girl sleepwalking in the same exact spot. And it's her, it's my niece who uh, favors me a lot. Um, her name is Elise. So um, anyways, just for me, it was very meaningful to do it that way, to shoot it in St. Louis with the giant trees and uh, with, the, with the leaves crunching under our feet. And um, it's a little cold to my liking, but that's what that, that's how that came about. I saw, I, I, I did see a still, uh, I think when they sent me the, um, uh, the private stream of the album. Um, because there's a picture of it there and my first thought because I didn't know all about that which is makes the story even better but but there was that ghostly thing and I said man just coming off of an album called ghost notes and then you have this sort of it's like this talk about personas I guess is what I'm getting at like there's something that maybe lends itself there I don't know if that's embedded in you psychologically but that is uh it's you know you're the first person that has made that connection including me I have not until this moment so um, I think there's the connection that I would make straight out of the gates with those two things is that we were certainly um, on ghost notes, Veruca Salt, um, were Nina and I especially were really looking backwards and trying to piece together what happened and making music out of it. So hence the ghost notes and just putting together all the memories and like some sort of forensic study, like, why did we break up? What happened to us? Like, you know, and looking going way back and some of it, some of those songs were about also about childhood and growing up, um, our, our fathers and our families and like the sound of leaving, um, specifically comes to mind, but Alternica is about like what it was like to be in the world of alternative rock and, um, and thematically, yeah, it was like that. And this is also wistful in that way. Um, but I'm also, I've also, I, always identified as a sleepwalker and, and I, I've met other people who who are sleepwalkers who say oh yeah I'm a sleepwalker too and I feel this just like with like another Sagittarius I feel this affinity with them in a very similar story um, um more compact I guess my son when I went through a divorce and he was three uh it wasn't around me but my wife or my ex-wife had said uh that he did the same thing that he never made it to a piano or got creepy but he would walk just from his bed to her bed kind of mumbling like you know not not making sense at all and then just crawl in and 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 but never wake up and i could see it in my head and it looked just i can't imagine being your brother coming downstairs and finding you at the piano just one note again <laughs> like she's possessed i know it must have been so weird yeah, I, I just found that out too. I thought it was just one event where I was banging on the keys and my brother said, Oh no. There were a few times. It was it was eerie. It was creepy. That's what he said. And we'll be right back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Louise Post. I mean, thinking of it through that lens, what this album then gets to become. You know, we talk about a persona anyway with uh, Queen of the Pirates, but 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 what I mean, I guess what I'm asking is then do you give yourself that allowance? Does the album get to speak to your childhood in that way? Or 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 is that just little parts of it? I would say that a lot of this album is and I love I love um I was just talking deeply about the record Hounds of Love the other day by Kate Bush. It's one of my favorite all-time records. And I feel like um in that record you know I think she takes on a lot of different personas in that record but what I feel like the through thread is like themes of water weather storms family home life it's almost like you're getting these like windows into her house growing up or like her family and what it felt like there's songs about this song called mother stands for comfort which is one of my favorite songs and another song called a dream dream of dream of and dream of sheep dream of sheep um and etc cloud bursting and morning fog it's like and ends on this very hopeful note which is how i really wanted my record to end and i feel like uh, there's a lot of like domestic themes in this record for me um i didn't again i didn't set out i didn't set out initially to make a solo record per se that didn't ever feel like really important to me. Uh, it just sort of made, started making itself and then it felt good and it felt right. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. Um, we, me and myself. <laughs> um, the Royal we. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and, and then it became a we, me and my producer who Matt Dronick, who really strongly believed in me and wanted to collaborate on this with me. Um, and and ultimately the the person who became the drummer on the record robin holden was also really literally and figuratively instrumental in making it um and um there were there was a lot of love from the people surrounding the record itself um and but and some various players who i invited in and yet this was my baby fully through and through and there i think that for me it feels like um a lot some looking back and wistfulness um and wistfulness is kind of gross word but you know like i was listening to the song hollywood hills yesterday and i realized god this song kind of makes this makes this makes me sad it makes but it's also comforting like um it's sort of pays homage to a specific time and a time that is that is now past and it's there's some it's kind of uh opening up a time it's like opening a book and then closing it again um and a lot of the songs are are more about like looking again like getting that window into a home life into seeing through the walls looking into the kitchen looking into the bedroom looking into you know it, well this would be like the i guess the interior of someone's mind but in the in terms of the present like houses families marriages relationships all that good stuff the juicy stuff <laughs> and like the challenges the challenges that that lie therein and just grappling with all of it yeah you mentioned some names i i, I made a note to ask who's 
is there another voice in all these years no no it's you i couldn't yeah. tell it was one of those things like that could be that could be her that could be someone else that's a good studio trick oh interesting no that is all me there is another voice on hollywood hills a friend of mine named maria uh, maria patterson who played bass with me for two tours on lords of sounds and lesser things an ep that i put out in 20, 2005 um she 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 lives in New Zealand, but she remotely added bass and vocals to that and then did some something similar on God I Know. Well, you know, I think I could just go down through the track list here. And it's like, love that one. Love that one. I, I will say, what about that song? What about? Um, I was thinking, like, if I were 15 and I heard that track for the first time, that would have been one of the ones like my emotional hearts you know, on repeats, like, oh my God, she gets me. Even at nearly 42, I think I'm doing the same thing, like over <laughs> and over. The way it builds and that repeating line, you know, it's like perfectly. I mean, it's it's epic. It really is. Thank you. Thanks so much. Very close to my heart. Well, yeah, they all sound close to your heart. And, 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 and then there's the styles of it too. I mean, the uh, all messed up, I mean, so, you know, you started in this rock world, but then it just morphs and changes all throughout the record. And that one, it's like, that's when I started noticing, oh, these are, some of these are like, they're pop songs. Like you and I talked about like Phineas and the influence of you know, music that your kids have got uh, brought to you and everything. Is that one of those moments? Uh, I think, I think that naturally happened. Yeah. I didn't set out to write something um, like that, but I was listening to that. I was listening to pop. Um and I love pop. <laughs> like uh, so it it's just naturally where where I went on this record with some of those songs. Um, and then I tried to keep it real with killer following it. Um, <laughs> like uh, don't go don't go too far off the grid, Louise. like there's these I keep talking to myself in this interview. I don't know if that's weird. but um, as my internal voice was like, all right, like, let's throw the fans a bone. I'm not sure if they're going to stay with me all the way through this, but yeah, no, I love, um, I love all messed up. It it was a little bit of a play on a former song. I wrote previous song I wrote on the record resolver called all dressed up. And I had been, uh, I was listening to like, I have this, I have, you know, we all have our playlists and there's this imagine dragon song that I love called follow you. I will follow you and all wherever you may go. It's so good. It's it's for me that song is perfection. Um and this that's this song was definitely influenced by that. Um and it was also um I think just the combination of like Melanie Martinez, Girl in Red, uh Billie Eilish, um, yes, Phineas, yes, Phineas. Um coming for you Phineas <laughs> um and uh what were we listening to there's so much pop coming through like like mainlining pop with my with my kid um that and Taylor Swift sure for for sure um listening to the you know, and I you know I was like what Post Malone got me through the pandemic so that was um that was a strangely like it it also tinged my songwriting just because like i those songs were like uh my my life my lifeboat on some days but 
as were so many of the songs I was listening to. And I would go on long, long dog walks and listen to whatever at the time it was. And, and that ended up infused, you know, coming into my songwriting. I love it. I love this record so much. I love that you're already talking about other things a little bit. Like, again, we, we know that the vault stuff might be still around there and, and whatever else you got brewing. I mean, if this is a new chapter, I'm so on board. So I, I cannot wait to hear what's next. Uh, Sleepwalker is so good. Louise, thank you so much for continuing to do what you do and for taking the time to talk about it. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for having me. It's always a joy. And my thanks, Louise Post. Uh, head further down this uh, this podcast series, and you'll also find our interview from last year as we talked about uh, one of her vault releases in the Kyle Meredith with podcast with Louise Post. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with, and then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. One of my recent shows had the music of The Jam, Gotta Buy Voices, Spoon, Bjork, Sneaker Pimps, Lauren Hill, Slater Kenny, Paul Westerberg, Bat for Lashes, Concrete Blonde, Howard Jones, White Reaper, Genesis Owusu, and an interview with uh, Toby Bamtefa. He uh, he is uh, he plays Bunny in Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, that's just an example of one recent show that you can get every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. Of course, you can also find me on the social media spots. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. I, I drink out of proper ceramic coffee mugs, so it had to be that for me. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.